Guess what I'm <laughs> sipping? Vodka. Ew. Close. Just kidding. Gin? <laughs> scotch. Oh, nice. All these scotch masterclasses got me on a little kick. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Gold Eagle Jake. And today uh, we are talking about artificial or manufactured scarcity in the bourbon market, uh, which Dan says is a conspiracy theory. And we'll uh, <laughs> try and get to the why bottom you, of it. Why don't you open up, Dan? <laughs> well, I open don't know. I just up. feel like I'm not wearing the right hat. Like I should have brought tinfoil. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So uh, before we jump into that, um, I do just want to say a big thanks to Rush Creek for having us out last weekend. Um, it was a blast. Um, hopefully we can get back out there again soon. Uh, if you're in Illinois, go check them out. They're in Harvard. Um, everything we tried there was awesome. Um, I, I was really impressed, so... Uh, absolutely I mean, go was, see him say hi tell him we sent you yeah like off you know without having them around um you know we can kind of speak freely now even though they're going to listen to this but i was <laughs> I, I was i was very impressed like you know you think of a distillery out in harvard illinois i had never really heard too much about it um i was kind of just expecting like a little pop-up job um but it's a, it's pretty legit tap room it's a pretty big facility um, and, uh, you know, being only six years old, I think they got a ton of room for growth and potential. Yeah. To be fair, you've said that about every Illinois distillery though. Cause you thought we were who, some little, who else you, though? You said we were a little, you thought we were a little barn beside the road. So did I say that? I think that was just, I think that was just messing with you. I have no idea your operation would be this big. It's about the world. I think that was just messing with you. But yeah, uh-huh. no, you guys no. are definitely you guys are you definitely just, bigger than Rush Creek, but I've heard you, of Whiskey Acres. You like just everyone, shit all over Illinois distilleries. It's all you people, do. People, <laughs> we're not from the, Kentucky. We get it, Jay. God, the complete opposite. Oh I'm the one God. pushing local. <laughs> so Whiskey Acres, everybody's heard of. So you expect to go out there and see something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you want, starting off well. <laughs> starting yeah. off well. Um, so if you haven't yet watched that episode from last week, it's broken into two parts just because we were there for like an hour and a half. Um, but somewhere in there, there's a 10% off code embedded in there uh, that Jake gives out. So when Rush Creek gets available at Gold Eagle, you can get 10% off your first bottle. Um, so yeah, make sure you listen to the episode and get that code. Should be this upcoming week. Nice. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out. But yeah. Artificial scarcity, scarcity, right, yeah. scarcity, scarcity. Get into it. Um, so, what brought this up uh, to like for what I well, why I thought it was interesting was because I saw this particular reel and the next reel that I'm going to show um, where these guys talk about it, and um, the account is that one dude Ryan. He's he's pretty big in the online whiskey community um he does silent whiskey reviews uh, which is why he's what he's kind of known for Uh, but he's he's doing these like little whiskey talk videos as well um so we'll watch these real quick and then we'll talk about it i'm telling you you blame the secondary not the distiller just get ready for the hook here it comes welcome to whiskey talk my name is ryan in case you don't know me i know a few things about whiskey I'm very lucky I had a hat nearby or you would have actually seen my hair today. Where I do not disagree with Jones and Man, I think the secondary market 100% has made distillers think we could start charging more money to get what's ours. And where we also agree, I think that distilleries should be able to charge whatever they want in order to combat secondary pricing. And where companies like Wild Turkey bring out their master's keep and charge $250 to $300 for it, Woodford Reserve and all that jazz, this does not make up for what Buffalo Trace is currently doing. So for legal purposes, the, the next upcoming part's just an opinion. 
Essentially, what Wild Turkey is doing is giving you limited releases that they really want people to try. Same thing with a majority of all the other whiskey providers. But what other distilleries, who will remain nameless, are doing is they're just putting out the same stuff with different labels. Like the one we're always talking about. Since 2020, that distillery has put out 18 different labels for the same three mash bills. So they're not doing it because of the secondary, they're causing the secondary. Gray markets exist when limited production also exists. But we also do it to ourselves, so whatever. Bye! Alright, so then this video that's coming up next, he breaks down that uh, the multi-label argument a little bit more, and this is kind of what I want us to focus on, because I think it's an interesting concept, and um, I think it's kind of uh, a little controversial. So, with this concept, what is the end game for the distillery? I can tell you exactly what's in it for the distillery. Just give me a second because I have an explanation. And for the sake of the explanation, we're going to start off very small, and I'm going to be the distillery. Hi, my name is Bison Walking Path. And welcome to Bison Walking Path Distillery, where every month we produce two barrels of whiskey, which gives us 200 bottles of whiskey each. So a total of 400 bottles per month. Now for our 400 customers, we can give them one bottle a month. So they're very, very happy. And for the sake of argument, we're not gonna ramp up or anything like that. But now we're keen. We know that every single month our 400 customers come in and buy them, but how do we get them to buy more and buy for more expensive. Well, that's easy. We're gonna take those two barrels and now we're gonna split them in half and create two different labels. So instead of having 400 total bottles, we're only gonna have 200 of bottle A and 200 of bottle B. And our 400 customers are now gonna to have to fight over how they're gonna be able to get one or both of those bottles. Because we want to look like we're more popular than we actually are. Now, this is where the ramp up comes in, because the more and more you feel like you can't get that bottle, there's a lot of us out there that just they really want it. So because people can't find our stuff, it makes it more desirable, which means that people will continue to look for our stuff. Thank you for coming to Bison Walking Path. So I think it's actually a pretty decently well thought out argument. Um, and I'm I'm not going to criticize him directly because uh, I ranted about that in the past episode. Um <laughs> So, uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's talk about it. So I think that idea that, um, bottling under multiple labels with the same mash bill in order to create scarcity for each individual label, I think, uh, in theory makes sense. However, I would argue in practice, it's it doesn't actually apply um, just because of the amount of, of, of alternatives in the market, especially now more than ever. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts is on that. Well, I don't know. I would think because there's so many alternatives, you almost need to do something like that just to kind of get more attention towards you um, and get people like excited about your brand again. I mean, we know, uh, you know, this is just a number off the top of my head, but I would say like 75% of whiskey is marketing. You know, it's however, it's how nice the bottle is, how nice the label looks. You get a couple people to give it a really good review. Um, and then all of a sudden everybody wants your whiskey. Right. So splitting mm -hmm. up two barrels and creating two different labels, um, Essentially, all you're doing is marketing, and then you're creating a more, you know, a bigger demand for those bottles. Dan? Yeah, I like the label system. The big distilleries that have been around forever, I mean, they, that's what they all do is they do a certain couple mash bills very well, and they create a ton of products off that because we know the factors of aging and everything add a lot to the flavor. So I don't. I don't think by using different labels on the same mash bill is creating artificial scarcity. I think it's using it to create different products when you know you have a mash bill that works. No, I agree. I, I totally agree. I'm not saying that's creating artificial scarcity. Um, you know, I think, uh, 
creating different labels with good product or with the same mash bill just shows you know what you're doing as a distiller and a blender um you know and you you i can use buffalo trace for an example they're a great example because they do have a ton of labels with three mash bills and they know if they put a barrel on the sixth floor of this warehouse it's going to become eagle rare they know if they put it on the first floor of this warehouse over here, it's going to become E.H. Taylor, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Um, but I think to dive even deeper into that and an example on like really creating scarcity is the whole Weller line. I mean, five years ago, we had Weller Reserve, we had Weller 12, we had Weller 107, um, which used to all be available on the shelf. And then Weller mm -hmm. gets a huge hype around it. Then they came out with Full Proof. They came out with CYPB. They came out with Single Barrel. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of confusing to the customer. And it's also like, obviously the exact same thing, just bottled at a different proof or maybe, yep. you know, aged slightly longer, whatever. But for the most part, they're all six to eight year bourbons, um, just bottled yep. at whatever proof the distillery chooses at that time. Yeah. In that example, like the CYPB is something that's obviously more scarce and it's more of just a social project to keep people engaged in the distillery. I mean, that, that bottle itself is all marketing. Like come on, mm -hmm. come on our website, tell us how you want your bourbon to taste and we'll, we'll take the consensus and, and pick one out. Um, and I think everyone has the trend of, well, we all need to have a single barrel now. Um, mm -hmm. So, so there's things like that. And, and that's created part of it. Some of it is too, is like they're having some more of these labels, which is adding to a little bit of scarcity because it's more or less taking away from their stock that they're going to use for Weller 12. And it's going to take a while to get that stock for Weller 12 built up. So now Weller 12 has a scarcity problem because they're using stuff that in a few years could be Weller 12 is now being used for a single barrel that is more of a marketing ploy than anything else. Right. Get the money now and get more money. Right. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Put gold foil on the top and put a cork in it instead of a screw cap and charge an extra <laughs> 20 bucks. Uh, but I mean, like, the, the, it's, it's annoying sometimes, the scarcity, but it's also a really good thing at the same time because it, it kind of pulls more people into it. Um, and I think as a distillery, especially right now where we are in the whiskey and the American whiskey world, you need to create some scarcity to get people to go towards your brand. There's just so much out there, so many distilleries, so many new products. Um, if you don't, you know, capture a part of a piece of that market right now, um, you're going to be stuck with a lot of bourbon in five, 10 years that you probably can't sell. Yep. Mm -hmm. So what about on the other end? Um, so like the example that comes to mind is, is what Ryan brought up, um, the wild Turkey masters keep, uh, where mm. there's a purposeful curation of a very limited, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, single barrel or a, a very small blend or some kind of finishing style or whatever it is that's kept, uh, purposefully very small and limited and then sold for an exorbitant amount of money. And, you know, we're seeing lots of distilleries doing this. Like I'm drinking one of them right now, Jack 10. Um, I would be amazed if Jack Daniels couldn't make this a daily product just because of the amount of shit that they have in warehouses. Right. <laughs> you know, um, But they choose to have it be a, you know, once a year release where like each store only gets like maybe three bottles. Um, you know, so it, it's a, I think it's a different kind of, of, uh, manufactured scarcity, but, um, I would argue that in the, the Buffalo trace model where you're taking, you know, your couple mash bills and splitting it up, at least you're keeping the pricing reasonable in this other end of the spectrum, you're trying to squeeze as much, uh, as much value out of the product as you possibly can. Well, so they, I, I have, ahead, I, I've, I've never been a big fan of the last few years. We've seen it more and more. And I know I've mentioned it once or twice of all the limited releases. And some people are having six or seven or eight limited releases a mm -hmm. year anymore. And it's like, what's it's, 
I mean, it, it partly plays into us because we're dumb and we rush out to buy it yet and pay all the money that they're asking for. Like that's give Buffalo Trace credit. A lot of their stuff that people can't find is still really cheap retail. But then they come out with this prohibition stuff or the, the Daniel Eagle Weller. Rare Eagle Rare twenty five year the double yeah which is which is like ten thousand dollars MSRP yeah but, but that's a hand glows that's a hand blown glass bottle Jake. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but the but meanwhile the antique collection seventeen year Eagle Rare is still one hundred twenty bucks right mm-hmm. it's. I have more of an issue with the limited release stuff coming out and it's all just building hype and charging lots and lots of money. Now, like I said, I, I, I'm a big Buffalo Trace fan. I think the new stuff, like the Prohibition, this other stuff they're coming out with is completely dumb and completely off brand for what they're doing. Um, but I just, the limited releases are getting too extreme and that's where I think the distilleries are really getting their money that they're losing from the secondary market. Which, which I yeah, think, so, like, I think is a good thing. Like, I'd rather have the distillery make the money than some chump yeah. that's going around buying and flipping bottles. Um, and it also, I mean, it does make it a little more accessible for people. Um, you know, if they're charging three hundred versus fifty, and then immediately hitting secondary. Um, so, I mean, I, I like mm-hmm. the, I like the fact that they're charging more, but. Um, and, and you, you, I mean, people want what they don't have, right? So you kind of need to create a little scarcity to get some demand um, for some of these things. If, if, if birthday bourbon was sitting on the shelf, anytime you walked in a liquor store, you probably wouldn't buy it. You would say, oh, 150 bucks for a 12 year hunter proof bourbon. Um, eh, you know, not today. I'm going to go find something else. Mm-hmm. And, and even just last week, I started seeing some of this change. So we're, we're not too far away from production catching up with some of the demand mm-hmm. for, for aging. And a perfect yep. example I saw this last week, I was out at a lot of liquor stores doing some staff training on our products. I walked into probably about a dozen that had boxes upon boxes of Heaven, Heaven Hill. Hill seven year bonded mm-hmm. sitting there untouched. And it was a year ago. They kept it in the back and now there's boxes there. There's not even a limit one sign anywhere because they have all this product in and it's just sitting there. And now it's like, oh, this I can get now all the time. I don't need to buy it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of the opposite side of the coin is Pete, we want stuff because it's rare. Whoa. And like, I, I know you probably used to have people that come in all the time trying to find seven year Heaven Hill. All, I mean, and all now that's becoming it, yeah. it's going to sit. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, there was just someone today who like came in, walked through the aisle and he was like, uh, do you guys have any allocated bourbon? (laughs) And I just looked at him and this is what I said. I was like, well, half the shelf out here is allocated. If you really want, we can grab a shopping cart and I can fill it up for you with allocated bourbon. I'm like, what are you looking for? You know, people just want what they can't have and shame on Mm -hmm. all of us for not seeing this coming. And I know some of us did with the Heaven Hill because they had a six year bottled in bond that was available in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. It was widely available. It was $20 on the shelf. They discontinued that and immediately came out with the seven year bottled in bond. And now they're charging 50 and people are people were buying it up like crazy. And now that that year went by and their stock has aged, they have seven-year bottled and bond everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and the same thing happened with uh, Henry McKenna too. Although that was triggered by a uh, gold medal Manic. in, in uh, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's still yeah, fucking it's, I think we're still a ways away from McKenna sitting on the shelf. But yes, the price yeah, like yeah. doubled, um, and that was you know that was just a couple of good reviews in a San Francisco spirit double gold winner, even though it's a single barrel mm-hmm. and every bottle you grab is going to be different. Um, but it created that demand. It created that scarcity. And now, you know, people are chasing it down, even though it's a good bourbon, but it's just in kind of like a everyday, there's plenty of, plenty of good stuff on the shelf that will beat it out in a blind yeah, taste. Especially in that price range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It pains me a little bit to, to talk this way about the greatest distillery in the world, but you know. Well, I mean, you want to talk about <laughs> scarcity stuff too in limited releases. 
I think they're one of the biggest offenders of Parker's heritage. Um, but that's their one. Well, old. Well, their one, but then they have all their barrel proof releases. And they got their are like their their three that are the most difficult to find. I mean, a lot of other distilleries have like fifteen unattainable whiskeys that they put out every year. Yeah, and it's (laughs) it's also it's also kind of hard to make that argument because like Parker's Heritage came out before. When it when it first came out, like you could walk into Heaven Hill and buy a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of the stuff was was came out before the whole de- boom and demand and secondary mm-hmm. market. So at the at the time, it was an expensive whiskey that people didn't want to spend two hundred dollars on a bottle. But now, all of a sudden, it's rare and bourbon's booming, and people will happily pay five times that amount. Yeah. And one thing, when we're, what we're not talking about with scarcity, because I, I can tell you from our experience and I can tell you from every distillery in the world, this isn't like the diamond industry. Distilleries aren't sitting on warehouses upon warehouses of whiskeys that people are trying to get that they're not selling because they want to create scarcity for it. No one's sitting right now on whiskey that they know they can make a crap ton of money on. Like, it's not like the diamond exchange where there's someone that has a bazillion dollars worth of diamonds in a vault in a basement somewhere. And saying, oh, nope, there's only this amount of diamonds left because we're not putting these out. It's mm-hmm. yeah, whiskeys aren't trying to create, especially their normal products and things that they're not trying to hold back this stuff from buyers. We will no, get I, to that I, I point think it's, probably, um, though. Yeah, it, it could. Um, mm-hmm. Especially online, we, we have a warehouse with like a thousand cases of blue popcorn. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just trying to create hype for it. Sorry. Uh-huh. I mean, by the time a lot of these distilleries come online with the the stuff they're churning churning out now where like almost every major distillery has like doubled production within like the last few years hey we we could see a point where the uh the demand just isn't there to meet the supply in like eight ten years um i mean i think we will for so much i think we'll be getting there soon we we are kind of some of this stuff. I, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of customers that I've talked to lately, um, and I, I know they're at this point. Um, but they're like, yeah, I just I just have so much bourbon. If I you know were to drink every single day for the rest of my life, I still wouldn't be able to drink all my bourbon. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, yet yet I still <laughs> you know buy bottles every week and look for what's new and. We're, you know, we're, I think we're like, just, we've, we've only seen the tip of the iceberg on what bourbon is out there and available compared to what's to come because of how many more distilleries there are and how much, how much more they're distilling. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I just don't even care about anymore specifically because I know in a few years, if I really want that uh, Mm -hmm. Weller antique or whatever, it's going to be there. So there's no reason for me to go waste my time trying to find it now. (laughs) You know, I can be patient and I've got plenty to keep me occupied until then. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think Buffalo trace is like the best example for that. Like there's a, we, we talked about this before. There's a reason why they're not raising their prices um, cause they just mm-hmm. know in five or 10 years, they're going to have so much Eagle rare Taylor Weller. Um, there's so much. Well, of that. I think it's Blanton's. pronounced Wellers. Wellers. I think sorry. it's Wellers. Yeah. I think it's the S at the end. I um, forgot. There's, there's going to be so much of that. And if they didn't know that they would raise their prices now. Um, because you know, five years from now, they'd shoot themselves in the foot if they doubled their prices now, cause then it really would sit, nobody would buy it. It'd be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they already know it's going to be everywhere in five or 10 years. Right. And yeah. So, yeah. So here's so another, guess, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to bring so what, I was, I was just going to say, why, why is it that, um, you know, like I'll I'll use Heaven Hill because it's the best. Um, but how is it that Heaven Hill can keep Elijah Craig small batch on the shelf, but Buffalo Trace can't keep Buffalo Trace on the shelf? Because I think there's more hype around Buffalo Trace 
as a straight bourbon than there is around Elijah Craig. I think Elijah Craig still has some of that older older man vibe to it that some people think it's it was it's you, always you been think on the it's shelf. Truly a demand problem. I think I think it's because you can find Elijah Craig everywhere. And you can't find Buffalo Trace on the shelf everywhere. Um, and yes, there's also there's also there there is a lot of hype around Buffalo Trace. The distillery as a whole, anything that comes out of Buffalo Trace, there's a lot of hype around it. They've mastered the marketing game. Um, like people who don't even drink bourbon say, "Oh, Buffalo Trace is the best." Mm-hmm. Well, and, and part of it just kind of the cascade down effect is. If you ask any bourbon person what they hear the best bourbon in the world is, a lot of people are going to say Pappy. Okay, well, I can't get Pappy mm-hmm. unless made by Buffalo Trace. Well, Weller's a weeded mash bill. That's the same as Pappy. Well, I can't get Weller. Okay, well, what else can I get from Buffalo Trace? Oh, I can get Buffalo Trace. Um, and it, it, I mean, and that's why I think you see like the ancient ages go are harder to find for even a bottom shelf bourbon. Uh, some of the benchmark. benchmark- yeah, I mean benchmark. I see all the time, but like you can't find benchmark foolproof in Illinois very often. Well, they don't distribute to Illinois, oh, don't which, they? Is, which is odd. Like all those, the foolproof bonded, like all those different benchmarks. Um, I know they go to Indiana and obviously Kentucky. I I don't think or know that they go anywhere else besides that. Um, mm, okay, I've, I've heard from people they're on the shelf almost everywhere in Indiana. Uh huh. Just another reason why Illinois sucks. But 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 uh like a year or two ago, benchmark was even it wasn't on allocation, but it was like constantly out of stock. Like we, mm-hmm. we couldn't keep benchmark on the shelf. And it's not like people were buying it up. I mean, those were like your everyday people who were just buying handles of it to mix with whatever, ginger ale or coke. Mm-hmm. Um but like we couldn't, you know, they couldn't keep up with benchmark for a little bit. That's obviously fixed. Um, they've, they've caught up with Sazerac rye. That's, you know, that used, people used to freak out for that. Now that's on the shelf. Um, so it's only a matter of time before all these other things are on the shelf too. That was, I have uh, been seeing more and more uh, Buffalo trace on the shelf at, at grocery stores and stuff as well too. Yeah. I I think that's starting to get, it's showing a little different. Because we have a huge whiskey following, like we still can't keep Heaven Hill at all on the shelf. We got our shipment in, I think we got like seven or eight cases, and we sold out within two days. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo Trace too, we get we get like six cases a month of Buffalo Trace, and it's gone within two days. Mm-hmm. Just regular Buffalo Trace. Which, so, to be fair, I think is still a great mix. I think that's still one of the better prices for something you can drink neat or make a great cocktail. Yeah, with, I mean it's it's a great bourbon. Yeah. It's a great bourbon for the age, for the for the price and for the flavor. It's a, it's phenomenal. Um you know, there's not a ton of better options out there, but there are just as good some better options out there depending on who you ask. Um but yeah, I mean that's like Elijah yeah, Craig. So, <laughs> well, Elijah Craig beat Blanton's in our blind, and that was that was a pretty easy win, eh, Dan? I wasn't there, so I couldn't vote. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty easy. It was a, it was a landslide of twenty five votes to twenty three. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was actually it was it was more of a difference than that. Um, it was it was it was actually like probably twenty eight to seventeen, something like that. But either way, um, th- so like that's real scarcity and the the point that i was going to bring out is like true artificial scarcity an example of that um Mm -hmm. i'm going to use barrel barrel craft as an example because last time or last time i talked to my barrel rep um what he told me was for all of their limited releases or like seasonal releases they're cutting the batch size in half just to create more scarcity. And that was his exact words. Going forward? Going forward, yeah. Like, weren't trying to hide yeah. everything. Um, or weren't, wasn't trying to hide anything. They're just, like, straight up, like, yeah, we're going to, you know, when we come out with, like, Amberana finishes or when we come out with, like, Tale of Two Islands, um, typically what we did in the past for batch sizes, we're cutting those in half going forward. 
because he's like, we want to bring well, the was, demand uh, back to barrel. It's, it's interesting because I remember when Armida dropped and that was supposed to be like a limited thing initially. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, it's everywhere still. Well, and like, I know that it kind of became a, a regular uh, thing, but like, I, I never saw it go out of stock anywhere. And they so, were even saying at one point, like, oh, we're going to, like, this is it. Like, it's not coming back. And, like, it never went anywhere. So so they they actually just recently said it's it's now going to be an annual release. Um, so mm, it's just right. going to come out in the fall. And I know that's actually true because my distributor rep is like, yeah, we have, you know, X amount of cases left. And Barrel said they're not giving us any more until next fall. Um, uh, okay. So... You know, that's that's another, yes, they're definitely trying to create some scarcity with that by making it an annual release instead of once a, or, you know, on the shelf all the time, which mm-hmm. I think is a good move on their part. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's different with blenders too, right? Because you're not having to make it. You're going, you're right. finding barrels, you're putting mm-hmm. them together. To, so it's a lot different. You can You can make what batch sizes you want. Um, I like barrel stuff a lot, but I think the problem that I'm starting to see with barrel is you walk into a store and you see 12 different bottles of barrel. Mm -hmm. There's, if you go into any liquor store, they usually have three or four or five or more different batches, which I know they're getting rid of, but then they have, okay, now the Amberon is out. Okay. Now the tail two aisles is out. Now they have. The the seagrass, the dovetail, the it's it's. I think it's becoming too much for people, and I think that's maybe why that they're deciding to cut back. Is it's just system overload of I just want a barrel whiskey, and now I got to pick from twelve of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm gonna be upset. How do I, know I pick the right the, one? Uh, I'm gonna be upset though if they start like doubling the price on their limited <laughs> bottle. Well, they won't though because they cut back. They did on the their, like they cut back. Yeah, yeah they cut they back the price on gray. The the gray labels went from two fifty to one fifty. Um, oh really? MSRP. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all like, I mean, go to goldeagle dot com, search barrel gray, and they're all one fifty now. Um, wow. Which is yeah, I mean, so like the I wanted to bring up that example of them saying they're going to cut the batch sizes in half because I think um, you know that's that's like true artificial scarcity like they don't have to do that they can make more but they choose to create more demand for it um and i i you know as much as you hate to see it because we want the best whiskeys to be accessible uh i think it's a good move on their part because um you know you with with how many distilleries there are out there now and how many brands and uh bourbons um, you kind of need to pull people into your brand specifically and get them hooked in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, I said it earlier, bourbon drinkers, especially, but everybody wants what they can't have. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you see something that's limit one, you're going to jump on it. You're going to buy it um, without it. You know, you don't, you don't need to taste it. If it's limit one, oh, I got to grab it before it's gone. Yep, I don't know anything yep. about that either. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of good, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it's, well, it's I mean, making the, the the whole industry more interesting and it's pulling more people in. Right, and that's the 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 current marketplace for for whiskey and spirits is hey, not not as much other spirits, but mostly whiskey. Um, is that like? there is a lot of urgency around releases and drops and things like that, because a lot of this stuff is limited or if not, you know, totally allocated. Um, And it's, but like we've said, you know, we beat this horse to death. All that's going to change soon. Um, And that's when I think it'll be super interesting because uh, I think a lot of these distilleries are going to have to really adapt, um, and like a lot they're of the gonna, stuff that they do now, or is not going to fly anymore. You know, yeah, they're going to have to change their whole marketing and business plan. Mm-hmm. 
We'll know what's happening when the secondary starts to drop, right? That'll be the easiest tell yep. of something's changing. When, um, one thing I wanted to note, and this it's it's interesting to me. So I just, you know, going through day-to-day life, I'm seeing Buffalo Trace partner with more and more different brands outside of you know the the whiskey space um i have like a beard balm that's buffalo trace branded um wrangler just dropped a, a clothing line collaboration with buffalo trace uh we talked about soaps. chris stapleton partnering with with them on a whiskey thing that's whiskey related but like i mean there's just like a a shitload of stuff that they're getting their hands into. And I wonder if that's their preparation for the time when the entire Weller line will be on the shelf and, you know, a few years. At I, all I don't times. think it's necessarily preparation. I think it's get as much money as you can right now. Cause like even Wolverine has a work boot that you can buy for $400 yeah, yep. that has Pappy barrels in the sole. Like, and it's, it's an extra, I mean, it, it's an expensive work boot itself. It's, it's one of their better work boots. It's already like three hundred some dollars, but they're getting an extra fifty or sixty bucks because Buffalo Trace is giving them a sliver of a pappy barrel to throw in the soul. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Like, you know, they're they want to they're they're taking advantage of uh, no taking advantage is not the right word, but they're they're no. running with what they have, which is good on them. Any business is going to do that, um, and they're also they're also kind of getting ready and trying to get their name out there to more and more people because they know they just have a ton of whiskey. I would love mm-hmm. to sit in a room with some bottles of bourbon with the person who's behind Buffalo Trace's marketing and business strategy plan with all of their whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Like genius. It's Jake. It's, are you yeah. just mad that there's not an Elijah Craig beard balm? A little Maybe. bit. I would totally. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but but they've they've mastered the marketing and they everyone knows about you know their core whiskeys and sprints out of their house anytime they see them available. Well, mm-hmm. that and I mean they got their name so big that they can use their name to get into more stuff. So even like Weller right. Twelve is already hard enough to find, and then the what Yellowstone is one of the biggest shows. And then all of a sudden, Weller 12 starts showing up in Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you now, you, now you got people in Bullet, bear not Bullet even drinking got, bourbon. got kicked off the show in favor of Weller. Yeah. They were all drinking Bullet in season one, and then that disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, good on them. I mean, you can't, you can't blame a company for marketing, but that's, I mean, they're mar- I think part of the reason why Buffalo Trace, all their stuff is harder is because they've done really well in marketing. And they've gotten the they hype have. up, and their hype hype is yeah. spread and that the hype is makes it harder to find. Uh, so it's not, and again, that's not the distillery holding product back to make it tougher to find. That's just them being good marketing. You think so. they were like, Oh shit, we got a ton of Weller barrels ready to go. We can't let all this go out to the market. Let's create a single barrel. Let's create a foolproof. Let's create a CYPB. And now we're not going to have this stuff in the market. People are going to just go crazy for it and buy it all up. Yeah. I, I will say, though, to be fair, the last couple of releases of CYPB have been really, really good. I gave up on it after the first release. Yeah, you and your <laughs> butter, butterscotch bullshit. So good. <laughs> so good. You can just buy those little hard candies that grandmas have. That's the same Worthers? thing. I, I, I hate those, too. <laughs> <laughs> the old Werther's original? Hell yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts on uh, scarcity in general? I don't know. I, I think it's... I The limited release thing bothers me, but it's not like... Don't ever blame a distillery when their main products aren't on shelves because they're not trying to hold their main products back. The thing that I'm more frustrated with and and will be for a while is them trying to capitalize on their name and their ability to sell right now. So they'll create a different product with a different label that's off, not their normal branded stuff to raise the price and get a bunch of quick money. That's, That's the area I have a problem with. 
uh, like I said, like the prohibition stuff that Buffalo is doing, things like that. But I mean, it's just don't buy secondary. Like, get to know your liquor store owner. Well, that there's there's will one help solve the problem. There's one. <laughs> yeah, <For sure. laughs> and well, a lot of the uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if buying secondary is really the. I mean, that that definitely you know adds to it, um, but. Just yeah, because I, I, the problem with secondary is, all right, well, one person finds out they can sell this for, they can buy it for 50 bucks and sell it for 500 bucks. Well, now everyone and their brother is going to buy that $50 bottle and sell it for 500. That's, we mm-hmm. see it all the time. Like even in video game console releases come out, like the new Xbox, yeah. people could get one and then all of a sudden they're selling on eBay for 2000 bucks. Right, Kyle? Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe you're throwing your friends under the bus. <laughs> oh, I throw Kyle under the bus any day of the week. He deserves it. Oops, Jake, you just made a sale there. It sounded Whoops, like was, yep, that, was that, that Jake buying Let's something? See. Was it Jake? Mm-mm. No, it was not. No, no. no Jake's taking mm-hmm. it. Up. Okay, all right. Damn it! Come on, Jake. No. I'm not on my phone tonight. I don't know. How do you guys <laughs> heard that? I got headphones in, and uh, I got I got. It should have came through my know. headphones. <laughs> whatever um all right yeah um so yeah i think uh yeah i'll i'll, I'll throw well, it in to to wrap up the moral of the story is uh don't get too caught in the hype and uh you know i i i truly recommend this time period that we're in before you know we kind of hit the bust or the boom whatever you want to call it with bourbon use this time to just explore what's out there taste what's out there um, I was just talking to another person today who was like, uh, you know, one of my friends is just getting into whiskey. He's got like a Taylor small batch. He doesn't want to open cause it's his coveted prize possession. Um, and he's like, yeah, what should I try? It. What should I look for? And we, we've all been there though. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I, I told him, I was like, Hey, like just go to a bar or just go to a whiskey tasting somewhere and just see what you like. Like. I can't tell you what you should buy or what you should want. Like just go and find out what you like. And then once you find out a couple things you like, we can kind of work off of that and find out, all right, what's available. You can walk in and buy. So it's a really good time to explore taste and learn about, you know, newer distilleries and craft distilleries um, and just see what's out there because we're going to hit a point and it's going to be in the next five or 10 years at most where half of the distilleries that are around now are going to be out of business because they just can't keep up with the big guys that just have so much bourbon and whiskey to sell. Um, so this is a great time to just explore what's out there, what's available, and just expand your palate. Yep. Absolutely. Well, well. speaking of scarcity, uh, we've, we had our Bloody Butcher release go out uh, a couple yeah, tell weeks us ago how that by this went. time. It went really well. I mean, we sold 400 bottles in two and a half hours to the distillery. We'll have uh, our blue popcorn release coming out the first week of December, December 1st. That should be hopefully hitting store shelves at that point, as well as being at the distillery. That's going to be less scarce this year, but not overly available. We're going to have double the amount what we had last year for that, but it's still going to be pretty scarce. Um, What's even more scarce than that, is tickets to the Whiskey Acres Masterclass at Gold Eagle because those bad boys are sold out. Sold out. And we have a waiting list. And there's a waiting list. Mm -hmm. What's the feedback on this? Is this because of Dan? No. The barrel pick release. I I think it's... It has nothing to do with the barrel pick release. The Blue Popcorn or Bloody Butcher we're taking is 100% (laughs) No, no, no. No, it's one hundred percent me. It's, Nothing else is going into factor on this. It is all me. It's a it's a combination. That's all it is. It's a combination. I think uh, we but got mostly a, we, not Dan. We got a good, but mostly not. We me got a good local yeah. distillery. We got a good local distiller who's coming out to present. Um, we're going to be tasting the full lineup, including the White Dog Rye. Um, so we're going to taste the distillate oh, on the rye nice. to kick things off, which uh, I've I mean I've never had for sure. Inside uh, information. It's our inside information. It's our new double distilled rye. Ooh, ooh nice double distilled rye. Um, cool. And yeah, I mean the lineup is incredible. Uh, local. We got a distiller coming out. Um, so I think I think yeah, a combination of everything. But 
um, we usually, I usually sell a certain amount expecting, you know, three, four people usually to cancel on these events. And I've had nobody cancel so far. So we are like booked to the max. The room is going to be packed. I have like 10 people on a waiting list. Um, so yeah, whiskey acres bringing the heat. Yeah. And, uh, and work I'm going to, I'm going to drop a coupon code here. This is do oh. BM Dan and Dan will buy you a drink. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy him a what? A drink. Yeah, I'm bringing White Dog. I'll buy them a drink of White Dog that I bring. What what other Jake, what other distilleries bring their White Dog with them to try? I don't like we're going to be able to try the rye distillate, the rye at three years, and the rye at four years. It's a nice little journey through the through the product line, so you can see how stuff changes. How many people do that? Nobody. Right, nobody has brought your pitch for the actual thing. All right. Thank you. We might have. Thank to, you. We might right. have to add another night. Maybe we should do back to back nights. Oh, I have to check no, the work schedule late, for but, that one. <laughs> but I think uh, I think we we will we will need to add another whiskey acres. Masterclass for sure. I mean, the thing is, I'll get someone back to do the next one. Don't worry. Quick. <laughs> no, they Thank want you, God. Dan. We want you. <laughs> um, so you can't buy tickets to the current one, but if we do have another one, they'll be up. There are also some other good events that you can still get tickets for at Whiskey, or at not Whiskey Acres, at Gold Eagle. Sorry, I got my. My plug brain went to me plugging something for once, so I just stayed there. Oh, I mean, you're, you're welcome to plug Gold Eagle anytime you want. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll take that in. But no, but, no, where can they, but yeah, they so can buy you? GoldEagleWine.com. You can see our entire inventory. You can shop online. You can check out the upcoming events. And I am looking right now because sadly, but also it's a good thing, all of our upcoming events are sold out at this point. Damn it. Um, not special. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we don't have too many on the calendar right now just because of my surgery. I didn't want to overbook us and get me, uh, you know, in trouble with my knee, but, uh, all the upcoming events are sold out. I do have a couple things in the works though, to list before the end of the year. Um, so keep a close eye on that events page. Cause I, I'd imagine these, these few events that I'm going to list are going to fill pretty quick um but yeah download our app on the google play or apple app store um you can get the same features from the website and then definitely follow us on social media instagram at gold eagle wine and facebook at gold eagle spirits uh keep up to date with uh day-to-day deliveries and everything gold eagle jake where can people find us at you can find us at Bourbon Matters on Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, tune in next week because uh, speaking of expanding your palate and trying new things and looking at craft distilleries, we're kicking off our big six. <laughs> <laughs> series where we talk <laughs> about the six biggest distilleries in the country. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we're going to start with uh, Buffalo Trace, of course, uh, followed by Jim Beam, then Heaven Hill, Maker's Mark, Wild Turkey, and then finally Four Roses will be dropping, uh, I believe, on Christmas Eve. Um, and then... Uh, we will do our whiskeys of the year. And then uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to do, um, but we're going to give ourselves plenty of time uh, is a little bit of competition uh, where the three of us are going to try and make our own blended whiskeys and we'll see whose is the best. Um, So they'll probably be dropping uh, the first week of January. Um, we still need to come up with the rules for that, but we'll announce that uh, once we do. There are no rules in blending. There, there has to be some sort of rules around this. <laughs> or, or how about we challenge some listeners to like give us some stipulations or rules for that? Oh, that's a good idea. And then, right, and- yeah. So, send in your rules, and then we'll 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 uh, compile a, a decent rule set 
to govern this and competition. I, I, I how, we, how mad will you be, Jake, if someone says a rule is that you can't use Heaven Hill? I'll be very upset. That'd be a, that would be a dumb rule, and we would rule that out. But <laughs> Yeah, it would be a dumb rule. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think we also talked no, about I'm definitely not leaving a comment right now. <laughs> we also talked about possibly making that like a gold eagle masterclass blind tasting type of thing. So if we do have enough, yeah, I think interest, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. So definitely chime in on that. If you think you'd be interested in that, I think it'd be cool if we all created a blend and then had every, you know, had like just a vote. Um, so it's not just us, but mm-hmm. other people tasting and rating and yeah, is. Ideally, we want to see a landslide victory in my favor. Um, as long as so it's not Dan, a, doesn't get a matter. Crowd there to vote. Yeah. As long as, as, long as <laughs> true, Dan's in true. third place, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you you realize I'm going to leverage all my assets, right? For this, well, no, that's blend why bloody butcher and blue popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got a, I got a master distiller that I can easily use for help. <laughs> like. <laughs> I can taste this out in a distillery all the time. Like that's not a problem. We'll... Oh, all right. You 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 laugh, Jake. Like you wouldn't try and cheat in a competition. When we did a bracket challenge, you threw in two heavily allocated things for your bracket challenge because you wanted to win. There's no rules. You could submit whatever you wanted. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, guys. Yeah. So uh, lots of lots of big stuff coming for the rest of the year. Um, whiskeys of the year will be fun too. Um, That'll be a lot of fun. I believe I already have mine chosen. So mine as well. Oh, okay. Wow. So I gotta do some homework then. Unless unless yeah, something comes up that really blows me away, I have one that I've been really impressed with this year that I that I really like. So. Do we do we well, have I, to just pick one or can one? we do like a top three? You we. Would we do top Ooh. five last year? I think no, we did. Top we just five. picked okay. one last year. Just one. Uh, we can do, do top, top three. three. Each, yeah, top three would be cool. Top three. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.